You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Do your diehard party this uh, year? I sure would like to. Oh, okay. Well, that's not a will very. You, will you come to the diehard party? Well, Joe, depends on what you know. Happen. Here's the thing. What is the? Thing? I do not want to have the diehard party in the middle of the fucking day, where like my toddler it's, it's no and fun. like other people bring. Now, look, I love my friends and I love their kids. Yeah, we but love the you. Die, the diehard party should be an adult it's affair. It's a, a rated R film. Yeah. Like, what kind of diehard party is it if you can't watch Die Hard? Well, <laughs> I'll tell you exactly what it was. Then it's a Moana it's party. It's diehard party we had two years ago <laughs> where we ended up watching Moana. Still enjoyable. It was, uh, yeah, nice it, was, it was a little, it was just a little different. It was I like when I uh, Moana said, yippee ki motherfucker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had a, a little, it was a small affair last year where it was just me, Sarah, Jay, Luke, uh, did the Die Hard thing, but it's still officially going on. Twenty-two years. Wow, that we've been doing the Die Hard parties. Uh, almost as old as I am, Jim. <laughs> Tale as old as time. Yes, almost as old as you. <laughs> Give or take two decades. I remember when that movie came out on video. No, you don't. I was just a wee lad. Did you? You didn't see it in the theater? No, dude. My parents were very strict about the rated R means no uh, under seventeen. What people in? The, oh, yeah. I, I, I didn't see rated R movies until. Well, I mean, like, the only time I saw them before I was 17 wasn't in theaters, except for that one time we snuck in to see uh, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. We were, <laughs> That's the rated R movie. That was the one movie I saw in theaters because uh, Rebecca de Mornay. Rebecca de Mornay. Heard, uh, she gets naked in that oh, film. But the, not, she, no, not, it's not. She, oh, yeah, one? she does. Well, I she, didn't remember she didn't. Here's one. the thing she breastfeeds a child. Oh. But when oh, that's you're right. like. And it's not her child. 13 years old, you're like, oh, man. I Can think you I do that? Boobs. Can you breastfeed a child that isn't yours? Oh, yeah. Like, But, but what I'm saying is, like. <laughs> I mean, personally. No, like, <laughs> I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? No, like. Do you produce milk if you haven't given birth to a child? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I think there's some some priming going on, but I I think that is a thing. Or to was do. she just doing it to soothe the child? Listeners, uh, post on Facebook whether you've or breastfed don't. somebody or, else's or child. Don't. Can you lactate without uh, being post? What do they call that? Par- partum, partum, not post mortem. <laughs> that's although that's another question. <laughs> yes, hey, post on the Facebook. Are page. you dead? <laughs> Have you ever breastfed? Still producing milk as a cadaver, lactating abracadaver. <laughs> uh, I want to no, reach out and grab her. What's your favorite Rebecca De Mornay movie? Uh, Do you have one? Well, probably that one. What, what else has she been in? She was in the Three Musketeers. Three Musketeers. I just thought of it yeah, when it you said a, that. It's a really good it's film. Good. But again, that was like right place, right time. She also did this movie with Antonio Banderas. Where basically it was like, it was, do you remember in the 90s where it was like, there were so many like erotic thrillers? Yeah, there were way fucking more, Hand the Rock to Cradle. Uh, wait, no, that wasn't really an erotic thriller though. Uh, I, but I, there was Single White Female, yeah. which infamous for the scene where Jennifer Jason Lee gives uh, Bridget Fonda's boyfriend a yeah. blowjob without so, him knowing which Stephen one Stephen Weber. Yeah, that wings Stephen <laughs> Weber. It's Stephen <laughs> Weber. <laughs> The TV no, version, no, no, of no, no, no. He was in the Shining, the TV version of the Shining. That's what it was. My, my bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there was that one. There was that movie, the Bruce Willis movie, The Color of the Night, which we've talked about on this podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there was Basic Instinct, and Basic Instinct kind of kickstarted all. It of absolutely it, did. Where it took like what was generally like late night Skinamax fare, yeah. and made it like mainstream Hollywood yeah, you shit. Got Sharon Stone and Michael Douglas. You got some A list actors in yeah. your in your C minus. Nobody I want to see porn. bone more than Michael <laughs> Douglas. He's such a weird-looking dude. And Gene Triplehorn. 
She's remember a weird-looking person Jean as well. Jean Triplehorn? Yeah. I think she's a good-looking lady. Her, uh, you remember when we did Splice? Yes. You remember the alien in Splice? How like That's the eyes were kind of like wide a little apart. wider, a little further her, apart. Her, she's got a lot of lot of uh, bridge between her nose. A bridge too far, one might say. Wow. Uh, that was a little movie reference That's on your... That's interesting. Now, now, you do plan to have movie references. <laughs> no, we're going to talk about video movie games podcast. and uh, people's faces. We are. Uh, we're going to do both of those in this movie. So, yes, we are. getting back to what I was saying, there was a movie with like Antonio Banderas mm-hmm. and... Uh, I can't remember. I think it was called Never Talk to Strangers. Okay. I'm looking it up uh, right now. With Rebecca de Mornay, too. And, mm. and like, that one was kind of hot. Uh, but I do agree with you. I think The Three Musketeers yeah. was probably the best work she's done. And it wasn't very good work. If you go back and watch it, <laughs> it there's, there's something about when you create a movie about three French swordsmen and your main cast is Kiefer Sutherland, Fucking Oliver Platt, Charlie Sheen. Yes. <laughs> And uh, Chris O'Donnell, right? Is and, D'Artagnan? Right, Chris O'Donnell and Rebecca de Mornay. None of them doing a French voice. Julie Delpy's in it, though. Oh, that's right, she is. <laughs> She's the only person, the only one actual who gets, Frenchman. The only person who gets a pass not doing a French accent <laughs> is Tim uh, uh, Curry. Curry, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. That's right, because he could do anything. He's British. He do whatever the fuck he wants. He's doing his whatever accent. he does is fucking brilliant. I love him. Even when he did that shitty fucking scary movie two or scary movie three, he was like, "Oh, is he in that?" Yes. Oh, but it's still like the whole movie is. Sh- well, not the whole movie. There's also the part where uh, the dude has the baby hand, and he's whipping up the potatoes. I have not seen this one. You haven't this seen one. this? Oh. I haven't even seen the first scary movie. I have, you put it on your Halloween list, I have man. We'll tweeted that year. clip of, of him with his baby hand, <laughs> yes. whipping like, up the potatoes to Donald Trump no less than 12 or 13 times. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he doesn't care because he's the president of the United States, and... Has other fish to fry. Obviously, he wouldn't yeah, be so petty. No, he no. wouldn't be so petty to lower himself to like his mind is on, on Twitter. Important matters. He never yeah. Uh, yeah, stoops to that level. Um, all right. So, what have you seen? Seen anything new? What did we see? Oh, um, we saw a film uh, called Seven Psychopaths. Have you heard about that? Yes. It has, came out uh, a few Sam years Rockwell, of, right? It does. Sam Rockwell, uh, Colin. I always want to say Firth, but it's Farrell. Colin Farrell. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Christopher Walken. And uh, Woody Harrelson. Oh, nice. This is a fun, uh, dark well, comedy. A legitimate psychopath in this movie. Very dark comedy. Wait, which one? Woody Harrelson. Oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah. A natural born killer, yes, one might say. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you, well, you could go Christopher Walken, too. Yeah, I guess. As um, if, if not wanting punctuation on your script makes you psycho. Dude, and he is full on Christopher Walken in this film. I love like, him, man. He's like self imitating. I love him. Yeah. I lo- the he's dude great. Has, he's dude great. He has a YouTube channel where he does like videos of him making chicken. Does he really? Yeah, have you not seen that? Where First, you baste the like, bird. You put the chicken in the oven. <laughs> it's going to be delicious. <laughs> it's delectable. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I love me some Christmas. So it's a good movie. Uh, it's like a ten-year-old film. Fun movie, yeah. From, right? the, from the same guy who did uh, In Bruges. In Bruges, I love do, In I do Bruges. It every time. Have you uh, seen that yet? Still have not. Oh, I know, but man. this movie made me want to see it. I kind of like his style. Also starring uh, starring uh, Colin Farrell, Martin McDonough. Martin McDonough, the director, also did uh, Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing. Blah 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 blah. Oh yeah, uh, that I guess is good too. But yeah, uh, good dark comedy. If you like a uh, dark comedy and you like all those actors, and um, yeah, short little film, yeah. little ditty, uh, got some twists and turns in it. But I, I love three minute ditties. I love the way. I want to burn all your balloons. I want to burn all of your cities to the ground. You do three weeks in a row. Now. I know, and do? I fucked it up. It's all right. No, no, you were doing suck it, it in, suck it in, suck it in. If you rent a tin or Anne Boleyn, make a desperate move or else you win. And then begin to see what you're doing to me. This MTV is not for free. So PC, it's killing me. So desperately I sing to thee of love. 
Sure, but also Rage and Hate and... <laughs> See, if you do it as William Shatner in the spoken word version, <laughs> it's pretty good. And Fear of Self. <laughs> and I can't keep this feeling. On, I went Christopher Walken. You just Walken. went Christopher Walken. This feeling on the shelf. You got Shatner in your walking. I've tried. <laughs> no, in fact, I lied. Could be financial suicide, but I've got too much pride to hide. And <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I want to hear Christopher Walken do all... Um, what are they called? Blues Travelers? What's the on a midnight dreary... <laughs> I woke with something in my head. <laughs> Couldn't escape the memory. <laughs> the phone call and what they said. There's our uh, best impersonation. Eddie like Award winner. show contestant with a parting gift. I could not believe my eyes. All their songs will be ten minutes long. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Why do you want to give me a runaround? <laughs> That's great. <sighs> That's pretty good. It's a surefire way. Oh, O.J. Show. When all it does is tear me down. <laughs> Who else? <laughs> we're, we're, we're Paul Giamatti in there, too. Okay. Paul Giamatti sings Blue Travelers. <laughs> suck it in, suck it into your Rintintin. Rambling. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No, the trifecta. My three. It's my three that I there can you do. There uh, so yeah, so seven take baths. Check it out. Uh, no fun movie. Uh, Troopers. Interestingly well written. The hook <laughs> brings you back. Uncloud man. JCVD's hook. All right. Uh, so seven seconds. Now do it in French. Dude, okay. No, so the, the big one that I want to know about. Okay. Did you see Ready or Not? You said you bought tickets last week. Oh no! And like, we, we bought tickets. We're going to see this we movie. We had tickets, and then something came up. Didn't didn't make it. So we're going to have to we're going to have to see it again. See it again? Or, I mean, I mean, we'll have to try again to see it for the first time. Yeah. No, but I heard it was... I, I, I mean, obviously... Were, who told you? You loved it. Who told you it was good? <laughs> People on the internet. Yeah. Uh, close personal friends. Uh, no, yeah, I'm really excited about seeing that. But, when are you uh, going to see this movie? Well, uh, I, don't, I don't know, Joe. I don't know, because in the next two weeks, I'm going to be in Chicago. So, like... Oh, I'm brag. Not gonna, it's not a brag. It's my job. Trust me, I wish I weren't going. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Well, You're on a mission from God. <laughs> that's right. Uh, it's dude, midnight. You know, We're wearing sunglasses this week. Uh, let me think. What does come out this week? Rambo: Last Blood. Oh, fuck that! Fuck Who you! Cares? Fuck that! Movie. It's really sad. Rambo. Now to what? Just Did you see the last to... one? Last no, one's I haven't seen Did any you of see them. Fuck, you haven't seen Rocky Balboa. No, it's, no. It's just, Did you see Creed? Actually, I did. See, I saw Creed two with arms wide open. Did you ever the see? Did you see the him. video where Scott Stapp reviews the movie Creed? Creed does he? <laughs> and the whole time he's like, "I'm just curious where I am." <laughs> Man, fuck it, fuck that guy. I hate that guy. Uh, but no, but I saw Creed video. two on an airplane. But you didn't but see Creed one on somebody else's screen, so like over the shoulder. So I saw I saw it, but I didn't hear it. But yeah. I feel like I got it because, you know, it's... Um, well, you d- you don't you've, need seen, this. you've seen a Rocky movie. You've yes, seen all these this places. is what I'm saying. But, but, I've seen a Rambo movie, so why would I... It, it's... The dude's fucking pushing 80. So what? So uh, it's at what point do you just kind of like... Oh, you're right. You shouldn't be able to make a living. You shouldn't do what you love because you're too oh, old to you, do you it. think it's because he's, he's having a hard time making a living? You think he needs no, to I just pay think off that some it's debts? Something, it's something that he enjoys doing, though, right. right? Well, good on him. And if there's an audience for it, fine. What if we're, we're 60 it's years old me. and we're still recording this podcast? Um, <laughs> you know what? Never mind. I call it a life well lived. <laughs> oh, my God. No, sir. So, uh, really quick, before yes. we get into this. What movies do you see? Uh, I, I didn't see anything new. Okay. Uh, I I kind of watched Toy Story four a little bit. Oh, well, you'd already today. seen that. Though, I had, no, you? I had. Oh, really? So I kind of watched it in bits and pieces. Oh, I downloaded no. it for for Harper so she could watch it. She went and saw it at the theater with Sarah, right? And I was like, well, shit, let me download this so they can she can enjoy it. Oh yeah. Uh, I watched a little bit of it. 
I, I came back in. I went grocery shopping, came back in at the, around the end. Mm-hmm. And God damn it, if they still, at, without even the, having the context of the film, <laughs> You're like get, seeing the end, and I'm like, Are you crying already? What I the know. fuck, <laughs> man? What, what's going on? Why are you doing this to me? I know that's funny. It's like, that mo- those movies aren't even for kids anymore. No. Like, the first one came out in, what, 92? And that is kind of a problem I have with it, too, mm-hmm. where I'm like, this isn't for kids. This definitely is not Part for three, kids. Though, wasn't, yeah. And I, I feel like this shouldn't, it, it shouldn't be something that people are dedicating time and efforts to for adults. And it, it like it is kind of reeking of that whole like um, uh, regrets. Regrets of, of, right. of like missed opportunities. Mm-hmm. And that's what like Pixar is cashing in on now with their properties. It's like, all right, all of our fans, they're older people that probably regret a lot of their decisions. So let's make them really think about those things and get sad. So yeah, there's We're that. here to make you sad and feel bad and stuff. No, bro. Duh. I finally finished Kid Icarus on the NES. <laughs> well, you've been working on this for, what, 30 years now? It's whenever the game came out. I have never finished that game. Yeah. It is uh, unbeatable. I have deemed it. Yeah, it but not beatable. you. You beat it's it. It's beatable. Was it worth it, though? Kind of. Yeah? There's, there is a special kind of satisfaction that comes with coming back. And that's what I like about Nintendo releasing like the NES and the SNES yeah. games on their network on the Switch. And being able to go back and like, all right, you know what? This is something that escaped me back when I was a kid. Let me let me give it a shot. Let's yep. see what I can do here. I hear you. I'm fucking, excited about that. Fucking did it. Well, finally fired up uh, Bioshock. Been meaning to play that for uh, 10 oh, years. Well, I say man. fired it up. I finally downloaded it to my hard drive, which took so a day. So, uh, so good. how far are you into playing? It? The, no, 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 no. Oh, you haven't I even just started? downloaded it, but it's in the queue now. Oh, but, but I tell you what, we did play was a GTA Five, the Grand Theft Auto. Holy never, shit! Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. Never, never played that one. Last Damn. one I played was like part two. Bro, I think they're still creating DLC for GTA Five. I, I would not. That's a lot of acronyms, but you're right. I think, uh, <laughs> I think they just released something like maybe last year. Yeah, and GTA I think they just 6, released something last week. GTA Six isn't supposed to come out until like twenty. 23 Not, or something I mean, dude, like if that. you're still making money off the DLC and stuff, the, the online community... But do they? Yes. How are they making money off of that? they got microtransactions and oh. stuff. Oh. Yeah. Is that like microaggressions? Yeah. <laughs> microaggression! How much does a microaggression cost? Nah, I, bro, I oh, don't It's a microtransaction. Know, you're asking me questions that I don't <laughs> God damn. Hey, you want to talk about another movie that um, was made for kids, but not really. Mm. Seems more like it was made for adults. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Last Tango in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the part where she's dropping digits in Marlon Brando. No, that's not what we're talking about. Oh. On the editing bay here on the Next Wave Radio Network, my name's Joe. Mine's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies, sometimes bad movies, no matter what the case. Every week we will watch a movie and then come back here and talk about it with each other, with you, our lovely editing bay listeners, watching live right now on Facebook, or you're catching it later on on the stream. Uh, either way, we really appreciate it. You can talk back to us by going to facebook.com slash editing bay or in the search bar, just put in the editing bay. That's going to bring you to our page. Just click on that woman with the bleeding eyes. And that's where you can talk back to us and let us know what you think about the movie of the week. And if you've got ideas for movies for us to watch in the future, you can go ahead and give us your suggestions. Joel. Also... (laughs) Now on Spotify. Now on Spotify. Proud to announce uh, Editing Bay. Uh, we had some requests uh, a few week, weeks ago. Actually, it feels like months now. Um, hey, you, you guys on Spotify? Are you going to put the podcast on Spotify? Well, now we have put it on Spotify. I kind of feel like I'm preaching to the audience. If you're hearing this right now, you have already found us. Yeah. Um, but uh, now you can tell your friends, hey, you have no excuse if you have Spotify. You tell can, all your uh, friends about us. Find us there. So Editing Bay on Spotify. Awesome. As well as where all other Fine podcasts are sold. And so this was your pick. No, do not try to put this shame on me. I will take cabin fever. I will own pancakes. But uh, 
Not Double Dragon, sir. Cabin Fever should have been a sequel to Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> if they John could Travolta. Made a John Travolta dance movie out in the woods, that would have been fantastic. I'd watch that. No, okay, so yes, this was my pick. Uh, we had to get back to doing some movies that were based on animated franchises. <laughs> oh, all right. And it's been, you know... Two weeks since we did a movie based on a video game, so why not? <laughs> why not do another one? So yeah, I went ahead and picked uh, this one. Had actually been sitting in the queue for a while. Oh really? Uh, and decided that we should talk about Double Dragon. Also, another movie about a post-apocalyptic uh, LA. I was going to bring that up. A few post-apocalyptic weeks. LA. Also, the landscape is not unlike that of the Super Mario Brothers movie too. Ooh, interesting. Like they, used a, they like recycled a lot of the same set pieces. That's a good point. So we got. Uh, Double Dragon came out in 1994, a year after Super Mario Brothers. Oh no! Uh, it was time. released on my birthday, November 4th of 1994. <laughs> Happy birthday! Happy birthday to me! One week after Stargate, and I was like, "Really? Stargate couldn't have just like held out for one more week? Because that would have been perfect, man." <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. Uh, directed by a guy named James Yukik, Yukic, also known as James Nixon. Uh, yeah, he's one of those. Is his real name, aka James Nixon, the husband of uh, Julia Nixon, uh, who played what? Satori in this movie. Oh well, that explains a lot. Yeah, <laughs> this is all coming together now. Speaking of Rambo, she was in uh, Rambo: First Blood Part Two. Satori, the yeah, actress who played the actress that? who played Satori. Oh, okay, so take it too soon. I James Yukich. Uh, it looks like this was his first and only feature. But he's done a fuck ton of music videos for Phil Collins. That's on brand. David Bowie, Pat Benatar, and he also directed a couple Dennis Miller specials. Uh, This movie (laughs) was made for $7.8 million. The box office brought in $2.3 million. That feels about right. It feels like too much, actually. It brought, yeah, I was about it's to say. About $2 million, too much. This movie brought in way too much. And just to give you a little bit of an idea of what this movie was up against in 1994. <laughs> Here we go. Probably the greatest year in the 90s, movie-wise. Yeah, I think you're right. Forrest Gump. Save for 99. Pulp Fiction. <laughs> the Lion King. Shawshank Redemption. True Lies. Natural Born Killers. Clerks. Dumb and Dumber. Speed. Clerks. Four Weddings and a Funeral. Interview with the Vampire. The Mask. Quiz Show. The Ooh. Professional. Ed Wood. Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Legends of the Fall. Hoop Dreams, Clear and Present Danger, The Santa Claus, Star Trek Generations, oh The Hudsucker Proxy, Immortal Beloved, huh, Street Fighter, yeah! Priscilla Queen of the Desert, Wes Craven's New Nightmare, The Crow, and the aforementioned Stargate. And didn't like Street Fighter come out like a couple of months before this? Yes. All of a sudden, people got the, the memo that yeah. uh, oh, video games, we're we going to start make, making movies. We're going to make video game All movies. Over, oh, what, what do you got? Let's, uh, let's pick up. What's the one that everyone's playing in the arcades? Here's the weird thing. Two guys thing. beating each other Mortal up. Kombat? Mm-hmm. Street Fighter? Here's mm-hmm. the weird thing is that this, that this year, the year right after Super Mario Brothers came out and tanked. Oh, God. It was awful. There were still like... They had to have been working on Double Dragon for like a couple years before... Because the only reason you released this after the debacle that was Super Mario Brothers... <laughs> Is because it was already made. It oh, was sure. already in the it's can. It's too late. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. too late. Like we've got to release it uh, because watching this movie, there's it has so much in common with Super Mario Brothers, where it like it completely ignores like the, just the what the made source it popular, material and what people. made it popular. That's a good point. That, you've like, got twenty minutes into this movie, we we have a car chase. At no point in Double Dragon no. do you get into a car or chase someone who's in a car. Also, I don't remember it taking place in like post-apocalyptic LA. There, which... was, a, there was a little bit of a industrial kind of feel to the game, yeah, like well, the yeah. settings, but it was not Streets. like this post-apocalyptic no, no. future, aka two thousand seven. 
<laughs> in New Angeles. Oh, wait, so, yeah, it, it's, it takes place in New Angeles mm-hmm. seven years after the big quake. After the quake. And, and like, Robert Patrick, Terminator 2's Robert Patrick, who plays <laughs> yes. the villain in this movie. Uh, of course. He, uh, he like... He shames his henchmen because at one point they're meeting in his big office building. Yeah, and there's a little and there's uh, aftershock. A, an aftershock, and they did this in Escape from L.A. too, where like something happens and someone's like, people are scared, and some assholes like, "What are you scared of? It's, it's just, just an aftershock." Happen all the time, and that makes me wonder, like, if a quake happened seven years ago, what happens now is not an aftershock. It's more earthquake. It's another earthquake. Those yeah, are yeah. other earthquakes. Yeah. You can't just keep calling shit aftershock yes. seven There's years. There's a statue after of limitations. I think on, so. Uh, earthquakes. So, just to to start this movie off, we start off with narration that gives us this legend. Always a good, always a good sign. It's a great Joe, sign. When you have somebody, I couldn't wait telling you what's going on in this. As, as soon as this movie opened, and I heard like the opening, like the sitar, ding ding, and like the imagery, I was like, ah. Did you think that was James Carradine doing the voiceover? Like, I didn't know who it was. I didn't think it was Robert Patrick. I didn't either. But it it opens up with this narration, which is so fucking... It's just full of lunacy. <laughs> Let's hear it. So, this ancient emperor sacrificed himself mm-hmm. to have this medallion created. That's right. right. So, and that's what set... That he sacrificed himself to have the medallion created. Mm-hmm. But then... He was still around to determine that the medallion was too powerful and needed to be split in two and then separated. Oh, he was the one who decided that. That's what they said in the narration. Oh, wow. That he was like, then the emperor decided it was too powerful, so it had to be separated. This is post, postpartum. I thought he sacrificed himself <laughs> postpartum. After he was dead, postpartum. That's it. End of the podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Oh, uh, no, uh, so... So I'm just kind of wondering how that tracked. Obviously, you didn't even pay attention. Well, he's like a force ghost. You know, he's an all-powerful emperor. I guess he can uh, create this uh, we never, medallion. We, ne- we never see him. But they did no, introduce force ghosts. They, we did get true. force ghosts in this movie. So that's it's right. Not Near the end. the realm of reality. Satori comes back. Spoiler alert. Stick around for that. <laughs> you're in a you're special spoiling e- Double Dragon. Special effects extravaganza. Yeah, I know. This all just uh, tracks with a video game. I remember this. <laughs> we went to the arcades, and you're beating guys up, and uh, you hear the, the backstory about the medallion and uh, post-apocalyptic New, New Angeles. Apparently, they used a lot of stuff from this for Double Dragon 5. When they made the game Double Dragon 5. Oh, oh no. are they still making those games, too? Well, I, they were. The last one, they just made Double Dragon 7, which yeah. was kind of like a throwback to the like that's 80s double what we dragon. We do know it is, of course. Which is great. You know, that's that's when is it, it worked. Is it back to its roots when it's just kind of like a beat 'em up? Yeah. Yeah, they didn't yeah. try to introduce story and No, well, what was weird about the Double Dragon franchise is that it was a beat 'em up, a side scrolling beat 'em up and mm-hmm. then they turned it into a fighter. Yeah. Then they did weird crossovers where it was like Double Dragon and Battletoads. I remember in a, that. In a game and you're like, "What the fuck? Who wanted that?" Uh, and then it turned into kind of like a weird story-driven thing, and now they've gotten back to like, I think it was when Xbox released Double Dragon Neon, where it was like the original game, yeah. but like with a huge facelift. I remember that. And it was nice. It was it was really cool. Double Dragon was never like one of my favorite games, though. It was way oh, too I love simple Double and Dragon. Uh, the, like, like the arcade version or the NES The NES port? Ver- well, not because the that NES was port, because that was just crap. a single player. Yeah. Double Dragon 2 on the NES was the fucking truth. That was a good game. And you got to play two players. Yeah, simultaneously, uh, which is what it's all about. But in the arcade, no, I, I liked Double Dragon a lot. It was it was fun to be able to play with somebody else. And I love the dick move that it pulls at the very end. Yeah. Where, like, if you beat the bad guys oh, at the I end, know. 
you have to fight the other player to see who the fucking winner yeah, of the game is. I love that. And it's like, holy shit, they seriously make you fight We're gonna to see have who gets the girl. Tryouts. Yes. <laughs> uh, and the fact that like you're you're beat you your equal opportunity beater upper in that game. And doesn't doesn't beat the bad up guy... women I think you beat up kids. Oh yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I think you're right. And doesn't the bad guy end up murdering like your girlfriend? No. No? She no. she gets away? She yeah, I feel like in one her. of these double dragon she's, I don't games, know. I like, don't know. Not, not the first one. And maybe it's that second one. No, I don't she, think she it's doesn't the second make one it. either. Yeah? Maybe the third. Maybe I'm thinking of another game. <laughs> maybe I'm thinking of Final Fight. You might be thinking of Final a Fight. A much better game, in my opinion. Really? I mean the sprites are bigger and it's there's more there's it's a visual feast. It's a Capcom thing. Compared to Capcom Double is, Dragon. Capcom mastered basically what, what Data East put together for Double Dragon. Mm. Capcom took and built upon it and improved it completely. Yeah, in I every mean, way. To the fact that, like, to the point where you've got a collection now on the Switch that you can get. It's called the Capcom uh, Beat 'em Up Collection. Yeah. Which I bought. And it's got, like, Knights of the Round, King of Dragons, Captain Commando. Like, I love all those games. All these at Final Fight. All these different games that are basically the same game. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, they did a couple uh, Marvel games like that, where it was X-Men, uh, there's The Simpsons, Ninja, Ninja Turtles, Turtles was course. famous for that. Yes. They did one that was Captain America and the Avengers. Oh, I love that one. There was a Punisher one that they that made. Ain't broke. Don't fix it. So there are a lot of good beat-em-ups. Uh, Squaresoft made one called The Bouncer, and it was one of the launch oh. titles for PlayStation 2. Oh, really? I never saw that one. Really good game. I've got a blind spot for PlayStation games. Yeah? Jenna, not a fan of the uh, beat-em-ups. I force her to play Ninja Turtles with me every time. Oh, I remember to, uh, that when you used to do your arcade parties yeah, in the yeah. backyard. She's like, she wasn't right, a big fan. I'll play. Oh, well. oh, that's a shame. They're, uh, they're fun games, and Double Dragon was one of them. And what I liked about the second one was that there were very few games that I had that I could play with my friends. That is true. When you, when you saw that little tag on your NES game that said, like, two players simultaneous, yeah. like, I was all about it. That was exciting. And it was a handful of them. Contra. Uh, That's why Contra was so big. Contra. I yeah. love Contra. Uh, it, because you had to wait your turn. Like, if you played something like Super Mario Brothers, you had to yeah. wait your turn. Also, with a name like Double Dragon, it's a little of a false advertising for it to be a one-player game. It's be a single yeah. person. It's be single dragon. Yeah. Uh, so... After the narration, we go right into the bad guys trying to catch or track down one of the pieces of the medallion. That's right. Somewhere in China. Mm-hmm. They couldn't even, the script writers, the director, the post-production, they well, couldn't be bothered Joe, to just pick a location. Dumb round eye isn't going to know where China or is. Or just say, China. Yeah. Why do you have to say somewhere, somewhere in China? China? China's a pretty just, big place, man. China. You know, just China. But it doesn't matter. If you're, if you're going to say somewhere in China and mm-hmm. not commit there... Why not just say China? Because then it makes it look like then all China. That post production's cheaper. The, the, that is true. And did you get the feeling that, like, with that opening, they were really confusing when that took place? Like, I thought that was taking place like medieval times. I thought so too. Well, you got like Shaolin looking monks, and then uh, what's her name, Lena Lindsay Linda Lohan, Lash. Linda, Linda Lash, Lash, whatever shows up uh, in like spandex, and you're mm-hmm. like, all right, well, I guess plastic has been invented. Yeah. <laughs> were, you, were you surprised that there was a woman under that mask? Uh, well, I was only surprised because I'm pretty sure that wasn't a woman in the first couple of shots because the gate like looked look like a man, like that was totally a dude. And then they totally pull the old switcheroo. When she gets in, when she goes into the cave, yeah, 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 she yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, nah, mm-hmm. I think that's that's a woman. Also, woman who the fuck is she? Linda like, Lash was she one of she's the characters? She's in the game. She's from... one of the bad guys. Here's the thing: there's, yeah. they're like, there were very few characters that stood out, like bad guys that stood out in yeah. the game. They're all pretty generic, but there was like there were the women that had the whips. And that was that was That's that. A, and okay. a Bobo, a Bobo, a, a Bobo was I do the remember. big guys that yeah. you fought. Yeah. Uh, then like the Shadow King or whatever the hell he was, he didn't show up until like 
I think Double Dragon three. Okay, yeah, and was, was in like the cartoon. Thoroughly confused by that because yeah. I was like, why all of a sudden is there like right? magic and mysticism? In right. Like if you played through the first Double Dragon, the last the bad guy's just a dude with a gun. He's a fucking guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, with a cool beard, he looks like John Kreese from the Karate Kid. Yeah, he does. Should have been him. Fear does that not be... exist in this <laughs> video game. <laughs> no, so Now, now, excuse me while I hide behind the standee of myself <laughs> forever. <laughs> is he here yet? <laughs> Listen to our Karate Kid Three episode <laughs> where we go into great detail about uh, that scene. All right, so mm-hmm. uh, you know what? I'm going to stop picking on this part of the movie, okay? Because we have so much to get through and unpack, <laughs> a lot of ground to cover, and we haven't even talked about our heroes. The Double Dragons, yeah. the brothers, yes. Billy and Jimmy look, Lee. Look, <laughs> just spitting <laughs> images of each other. The fucking super white Scott Wolf from Party of Five. Uh-huh. And, uh, and the Iron the Chef's Iron Mark DeCascos. <laughs> exactly. Uh, did you ever see Brotherhood of the Wolf? Uh, oh, no, I know he's in that, though. Yeah, yeah. he's in that. He's fantastic in that movie. That movie's so good. Uh, but, yeah, you know, he doesn't... There's very little dialogue for him in that movie. <laughs> this is probably a good for thing. good reason, because... He's not a very good actor. He's not, and you can tell, like, just watching this movie, it's like, okay, one of these actors was hired for their for their delivery and for their acting skills. The other one, because he can actually do the moves and can, can kick some ass. Right. Uh, but Which man, one of those was Alyssa Milano? <laughs> man, how does a movie make... Uh, this is Alyssa Milano, like, in her prime, right? This yeah. is post... What show is she on? Who's the Boss? Who's the Boss? But pre-charmed. Charmed. Pre-charmed. Uh, and they, but this was also around the time that she had done... I think this was when she did Embrace of the Vampire. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. remember that? So she was kind of discovering herself yes. and uh, maybe going on some hard times. But, like, they uh, managed... Guys, check out Embrace of the Vampire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, they managed to make Alyssa Milano, like, look unattractive. Like, they tried to ugly her up. And yeah. it's like, she's Alyssa Milano. Also, I remember her being better in things. Yes. So she, she, I, I like that show, Charmed. She's, Charmed was she's great. A, she's a good actress. And, well, and she's a fucking vampire because she has not aged. If you see her right? now, like yeah. you're like, what, 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 what is going on? What are mm-hmm. the years? And she doesn't look like she's had work done. She just, no. just blessed with great genetics. Yeah, well, they were not on display in this film. They were covered up by a horrible wig and some uh, ill... Uh, choices like as weird far as makeup. wardrobe. They gave her like a really fake like scar on done. her face. Yeah, right? what was up with that? I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Before the so times of HD. I was in love with Alyssa Milano oh, when I was a kid. We all? Hell when, yeah. no, but seriously, like... Oh, oh, oh you. I was, no, no, I'm Above just, all others. No, no, I'm just saying, I'm, uh, like, to a disturbing degree is what I'm trying to say. Like, okay. I was really into Alyssa Milano. <laughs> like, to the point where if, <laughs> if like, I, I'd get one of those Teen Beat magazines or whatever... <laughs> And uh, hang her up on your wall. And if there was a picture of her with one of like the Corys, I'd get fucking pissed. Oh yeah, would you cut them out? Yeah, there was scissors. There was a made-for-TV movie (laughs) called uh, Oh shit, what was it called? I think you've Dancing Till Dawn. I think it was called Dancing Till Dawn. Sounds about right. And it was about it was basically this uh, network cross-promotional movie Mm -hmm. where they took stars of all the shows on the network. They used to do this, guys, where they would make a movie and cast everybody that was on all the different shows on the network. And it was like Alyssa Milano was in it and... Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron, yeah. Like, there'd be all these kids and Christina Applegate. And uh, it was about all these kids going to prom. And I remember watching it. I was so excited. I was watching it with my parents. I was like, it's an Alyssa Milano movie. We got to watch this. So we watched this movie. And at some point in the movie, she, like, hooks up with the nerd and is making out with him in the car. Yeah? Uh-oh. I got so upset Good by Nerd this. rage. I got so upset, Joel. It's the ugly I, green monster I got, rearing its head. I got so upset I couldn't watch the rest of the movie. 
I I didn't cry, <laughs> but I think I came really close to it. You were like George C. Scott, and I went to <laughs> turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. <laughs> And that is my uh, that's my confession right there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, I think we both had, and that's that's a healthy part of growing up, like realizing that <laughs> that is not healthy. No, well, that is I mean, realizing good. that you can't just have somebody this because woman you does want not them belong more. to me. Exactly. No, there you go. <laughs> it's part sad. of growing up. Well, uh, she belongs to to a couple guys in this film. Yeah, double, new new meaning to the word double dragon. <laughs> Chinese finger cuffs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa Milano, man, I know Alyssa Milano. <laughs> so, what kind of tournament were the Double Dragon Boys in? One where like the rules don't matter, apparently, or or maybe they do, and they just weren't clued in on them. Like, like you've seen karate tournaments, right? Oh, well, I've seen the Karate like, Kid. So, first, yeah. first person who scores a hit, mm-hmm. like that's it. Yeah, boom, hit. Okay, go back. There's no tag teaming. <laughs> There's no uh, getting your opponent in a noogie. Right. <laughs> that's jumping on top of them. Frowned upon, I and think. And the ref like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure that's a straight-up disqualification. Also, uh, weird to see like the uh, the entire audience just like rush the, the court like yeah. at the end of a football but game. But not rush anybody in particular. No, just, just the they midget. Just rush, they, yeah, that they one rush midget, the midget who was there like cranking a... The weird jacks. Like, the, 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 the world that they tried to create in this movie made zero sense. It was kind of like... Mad Max meets, well, like the Super Mario Brothers movie. Like you said, yeah, it's like a, another dimension. Another dimension. Kind of another es- dimension. escape from L.A. as well. Where um, I would understand like if the, the buildings like not being stable and they need the jacks, mm-hmm. I would understand if that came into play later. It doesn't. It never does. It we never, never see does. anything There's collapse. no point to it. No. It was just someone saying, well, this needs to be a post-apocalyptic world. Yeah. Why? There's never really any Because we have reason. all the Super Mario Brothers set pieces. I guess so, yeah. We need to use that We've shit. got Andy Dick on the roster. And Vanna White. We need to get... All right, so I did enjoy that scene. That comes early on. We have like a fake newscast with... Uh, what's his, What's that guy's name? Who's George Hamilton. Seinfeld. Yeah, George Hamilton. He and Vanna White uh, acting as the newscasters and then... Uh, I like that they were just themselves. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just thanks, Broadcasting Vanna. the news. <laughs> Doing like their fake laugh, and let's go over to Andy Dick, our smog caster. Yeah, tell us what the smog's like today. Uh, and, oh, you too. And Joe, that's when I think this movie is at its best when it's oh. kind of. Whoa. 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 Don't Whoa. don't get your hopes up. Here we uh, go. The best isn't that high of a, a bar to, to, to hurdle, uh, but when it's it's kind of poking fun at the type of movie that it is. Yeah, it's kind of looking inward, and um, I think maybe it was trying to poke fun at what other movies were doing at the time. Oh, sure, yeah. Of trying to create a dystopian future. Mm-hmm. But it still no, misses the mark. because it wanted its cake and it wanted to eat it, too, because it, it also is asking you to, like, care about this story and these characters and, like, some of the, the crazy zany things that are happening don't really... Uh, uh, I it's, mean, like, it's so weak. It's so weird, and which is weird is because this movie's written by Paul Dini. I know from Batman. It, for, he created Harley Quinn. He wrote a like a bulk of what the Batman animated series. Yeah, yeah. That's what he's he's a fantastic writer. Yeah. So what the fuck happened here? I feel like he was trying. So I don't know what he's responsible. If he's responsible for the tone, which I don't think so. I'm guessing that this director, because it, it feels very kind of like chop suey that type of film, yeah. where everyone's like oh, mugging at the camera, and there's a lot of like it is a lot goofier than it's I like it felt a Double Dragon movie probably should have been. It was almost like a Jackie Chan. Film like their version of like the you know Eastern version of like comedy action films it, are completely different than somebody Western. who didn't understand what made a Jackie Chan movie work. Yeah, trying to make a Jackie Chan movie. Yeah, because like 
there's a huge difference between watching this and watching early Jackie Chan films. Oh, dude. And what makes them so charming and, and fun. Drunken Master? Yeah. Like, one of my favorites. The Rumble in the Bronx? Yes. Uh, what, man, we gotta do a fucking Jackie Chan movie yeah, on this dude. podcast. Like the Karate time. Kid. The... <laughs> One where he actually gets to do some some kung fu. That's by the way, that's the kung fu cannonball kid. run. There's no karate in that movie. Is he in that movie? Oh, fuck yes, he's in Cannonball Jackie Run. Jackie Chan's in Cannonball yeah. Run. Yes, you didn't know that? No, dude. I saw that movie before I knew who Jackie Chan was. I guess. Wow. Yeah, he's the guy who's right. doing all the martial arts. Coming soon to an episode of the Editing Bank. Cannonball Run Two. I love Cannonball Run. <laughs> <laughs> the dose. <laughs> the There's a Cannonball Run three. What? I with, think... with nobody. With oh, Dom no, Deluise. Smokey and the right? Bandit three. That's what you're. That's getting what confused. I'm thinking yeah. about. Also with Dom Deluise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jeremy the Crow. <laughs> Make him do a Blue Travelers. No, I'm just kidding. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a midnight dairy. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Sorry, uh, but you know who is having fun, and I do think kind of nails the tone, or at least is having Scott Wolf because the... <laughs> he's fucking thrilled to be working. No, no. Well, yeah, and this was pre Party of Five, or at least the same year that that came out. I was about to say, I thought it was the same year, nineteen ninety four. So, but you know that this was in the can by the time he yeah. had, had been cast, at least. Uh-huh. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, probably a, a little blemish on his uh, record, but you know. You got to work, and he did the best. Are you about to say that Robert Patrick is the one that's having? I I think Robert Patrick is having a good time here. Yes. Now he, in some ways, I feel so embarrassed for him with this movie. Oh sure, but you can only be embarrassed for somebody if they if they look like they're embarrassed. And I wasn't getting that vibe from him. Should be, especially at the end when he gets possessed by Mark Dacascos and he's like punching himself. He's like, "Why are you hitting yourself, dude?" (laughs) Yes. I'll write you a check. But but for every one of those scenes, there's a scenes where uh, he's just like chewing up the scenery. All he's got to do is like hold his hands out, and, <laughs> and uh, I'm loving it, man. It was a weird design for like the bad guy. Like you get Robert Patrick, legitimately one of the most terrifying character actors to that. Yeah, at that this point. is post Terminator Two because you're like, wow, in Terminator Two, he was the most terrifying thing I'd ever seen in film. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the the shark from Jaws. Like I was oh, just yeah. like. I had nightmares of him because of his icy glare and yeah. like just just emotionless. <laughs> Nobody's having nightmares of his character from uh, no from, no of, uh, with his frosted tips. Yes, uh, Kogu Shuka. I like that he's like the earthquake was to herald my my approach or was to herald my coming. And I'm like, really, with your Seiko watch and your... <laughs> <laughs> like the the Emperor of Darkness playing the long game there by your watch at Walmart. Like what what's going on, <laughs> buddy? Frosted tips. And look, dude. I, I buy my watches at Walmart because they have the cool character watches. Like I do yeah, that, Mickey Mouse. But like, mm, you don't think you're the second coming? Though. I don't think I'm. I don't think yeah. I'm the second coming. I don't think I'm the third coming. I don't think I'm the Alan coming. <laughs> <laughs> I just just saying. My favorite coming. <laughs> second. Favorite that coming. is not your favorite. Coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, Peter coming, but he <laughs> yes. the voice of Tigger. There you go. <laughs> but he uh no i think he's i think he's having a good time and uh he's enjoyable to watch especially with all the the horrible dialogue i will say this with the horrible dialogue he is given to deliver he does try to deliver it with a little bit of legitimacy yeah. i won't say gravitas oh, panache. he tries to give it he tries to ground it a little bit but he has to say stuff like there's only one double dragon mm-hmm. and i'm like i don't think that's correct <laughs> that's an oxymoron <laughs> And I and the thing is the way that it's written and the way that it's delivered, I can't tell if it's deliberate. 
like how silly that line is. I think I so. I can't tell if it's deliberate or if it's just bad <sighs> I writing. I think so because there's a lot of like dad jokes throughout this film. Uh, and, and even up until the very end, like the last thing you see are like his two henchmen, you know, after uh-huh. he's been vanquished. That that part I giggled at. Yeah, I, yeah. It's, it's funny. I seriously His giggled. two henchmen are standing on the side of the road with, as like, the double yard voices. <laughs> yeah, that is not their voices. But they're holding like cardboard signs that say... Uh, Will hench for food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> henchmen <laughs> for hire. They're looking for another... Uh, yeah. That, that was that was funny. That was cute. See, so for w- when the movie is in that tone, um, I I'm not going to say I enjoyed it, but at least I appreciated what it was attempting to uh-huh. do. But then it's totally at odds with the the, the main plot and the characters that we're following for ninety percent. Had, of the had film. they chosen to take those things that worked, those things that were um, those things that were actually entertaining about the movie, and like blew them up and kind of created that whole movie around it, yeah. like make a spoof of a martial arts movie. Mm-hmm. That would have been fine, yeah. but instead you're wasting our time with like weird chase car chases, a fucking boat uh, chases, a boat chase, what things that don't ever happen in the game. Like have these two guys that are like supposed to be fighting their way to like go save some girl or or you know get the medallions of the double dragon. Yeah, but make it cheesy. Make I don't it know. like cheese outwardly outwardly cheesy, deliberately funny. Just blow it up. Yeah, I don't know how else to say like. It, it felt like they tried to make it too serious at points, where it's like where Satori dies, and they're like having that. I know. Oh, Satori! Like, why did she have to die? I thought for sure she was going to come back. Like, this isn't the type of movie that. And see, and that's my main complaint. This movie is PG thirteen, mm-hmm. but nobody who would enjoy this film like can see it in theaters based on that rating. Though, every like your main audience is sub thirteen year old boys. It's basically. my favorite character from Mortal Kombat. Sub thirteen. Sub thirteen. That's right. Um, he would have livened up this film. That's but, it's thirteen more than zero. Well, why is this film or less? <laughs> it's thirteen less. Why is this film <laughs> math? Math is hard. <laughs> why is this film PG thirteen? I mean, like, I guess there's some some violent, but dumb down the violence or make it a little more cartoony. Lean think, into that. I think part of the reason why it's PG thirteen is because they have Alyssa Milano bend over like every five minutes. Yeah, in this movie. it's a little gratuitous. And draw t- attention to it with our main characters, our heroes. Oh, doing pulling the, the whole like. Mm. I'm gonna, yeah. And I'm gonna f- crawl behind her. They fight to see who's first. Yeah. Joe, how many? T- this is a good drinking game for this film. How many times do the double dragons like look at each other with wide mouths and then do that double take? Oh man, oh, you know it. Something happened. <laughs> Wait, no, it's the wrong. It's, oh, it the did wrong I do it backwards? Way. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, there you go. What is the- no. There's a point in the movie. There's a five minute stretch in the movie where they do that shit like forty Every times. Time, yeah. For where I'm like. Okay, you're obviously trying to set this up for something later, yeah. which they fucking are. Of course. Uh, where they kind of play off the whole Jimmy and Billy having to fight each other, like at the end of the, the arcade game, yeah. where, uh, who is it? Jimmy gets possessed, gets possessed by the Shadow King yeah. and ends up fighting Billy. And I'm like, that was one of the things I did appreciate. Yeah. Where I was like, okay, because I see you tried to take something from the game. The source material, And yes. make it relevant to what's going on in the story here. Yes, and try of, to make it make sense. Why would they fight each other if one of them is possessed? Yeah. Absolutely. By the T-1000. Yeah. Which he basically turns into. They even kind of recreate. So, No, but he's like Judge Doom. After <laughs> Judge Doom is rolled over by the steamroller and yeah. stuff. And he kind of like turns yeah, into like the weird shadow. Wobbly the shadow, yeah. yeah. But, then, uh, but then he grows out of the ground when he gets both uh, parts of the double dragon. Mm-hmm. Because there, there's only one double dragon, Joe. <laughs> 
Jesus. Um, but you know what? Um, I kind of appreciated that about his character, too. I thought it was kind of cool that he turns into this shadow monster, basically. And, uh-huh. uh, he's that famous actor who's got that very distinct look. What are you talking uh, about? I'm going to pull this guy up. You know who I'm talking <laughs> what about. What are you talking about, Walter? This guy. Uh, what was his character's name? Michael Berryman. This guy. The maniac leader. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's in uh, Weird Science. He is in he's Weird like, Science. There we you go. just keep this between us? I'd hate to lose my teaching job. <laughs> yes. That guy. I also think that's the guy who was supposed to play the Skull Cowboy in The Crow. He might be credited still. Oh. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's who was supposed to play. Oh, he's from The Hills Have Eyes. The Hills that's Have Eyes. That's where I know from as well. Yeah. yeah. Weird looking guy. Kind of made a career based on, on his look. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he, he, gets, uh, he gets strangled by Robert Patrick's shadow, yeah. which I think is a kind of a My cool shadow. shot, right? Goes into the ground and then the camera pulls back and you see the shadows in the background and uh-huh. one of them strangling the other. That's Later to, on. To unite the gangs. That's right. Oh, so, so like that's the weird backstory to this movie is that like the police don't, they're not doing their jobs. Because there's a curfew. Because there's a curfew. That's there's been too, set. There's too much gang violence mm-hmm. and everyone's scared to be on the streets. At night. And so Alyssa Milano is the leader of this underground group called the Power Corps. <laughs> Which is it's, pretty lame. It sounds like a like it sounds like a, a like a workout show you would see yeah. in the morning on like you know on C, on ESPN or something. Ninety seven point one, the power, <laughs> the core. power core. Hey, good morning. It's the power core. Oh. It's twenty minutes after eight. You got forty minutes to get to. If you need to get somewhere by nine, you got forty minutes to get there. <laughs> Coming up, we got <laughs> tickets <laughs> to Tom Likens. One eight hundred five eight hundred Tom. No, I wasn't doing that. That's all. That's all I could do. It's funny. Um. Yeah. What. They got VR kind of right, where Alyssa Milano goes to see her her little brother. Isn't it telling, Joe, that like you know, in a movie that came out in '94, where they're supposed to be in 2007, and yet in 2019, VR is still exactly where it was yes. back in 1994. Yeah. Some kid with a fucking helmet on in his room, wearing a power glove. Yeah, and, and he's 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 going doing the roller coaster yes, type. Only the graphics have improved, and yet still they got it right. Not wide adoption. I think they kind of got it right. Yeah. Um, relegated to thirteen-year-old boys. It's. I don't want to say that the story of this show of this movie is confusing. There's just, no, it is. It's too but much. There's too much going on. There's yeah. too much. This conflict of like, there's gangs and they've taken over the streets. Mm-hmm. And Robert Patrick wants to unite the gangs, and to do that, he's going to need the medallion and both sides of the medallion. But the medallion has powers. It's like the Triforce from Zelda. You've got the medallion of the there mind, and then you've got the medallion of the body. The body. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like that's the one that the double dragons have, the one that Billy has, is the body one. And it's like. I was always taught that, like, the power of the mind. Like, if you were smart That's enough, you, you can overcome to be. everything. You don't need strength when you have wisdom. Like, in The Legend of Zelda, the Triforce of Power yeah. is the one that Ganon the has. The bad guy, the good guy has the courage. The Triforce of Wisdom. Mm-hmm. No, that's Zelda. Zelda has the Triforce Link has of Wisdom. courage. Well, I guess they're both the heroes, aren't Courage. <laughs> Capital C. But, the, you know, it was weird that this movie, it, it, it promoted the whole, like, you know, as long as you're strong. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you can, can beat anything. Beat your opponent. Just punch your way through every problem. Well, that's what the game was about, basically. It, but that's not what the movie's about. No, it's unfortunately. not. Unfortunately, we have uh, Alyssa Milano uh, telling us the, the the plot. Like, oh, I'm just going to take this device and we're going to download the signal and, and triangulate the... What the fuck is what? she even talking Why? about at this point? What? I thought you just wanted to be able to get the police, like, to be able to patrol the yes, fucking streets again. this is again. way too complicated. And then you've got, like, the whole the hunt for the medallion and the double dragons trying to... We find out that this guy killed their father, and now we want to avenge their father's death. Pick a story. Yeah. You know what? Uh, Satori. Satori comes back. Here's an idea. Mm-hmm. How about the Double Dragons are part of the Power Corps? They hang out with Alyssa Milano. Yeah. Alyssa Milano gets fucking kidnapped. 
and then they've got to fight their way were any of the did any of the games have like a female side character in this kind of role who was who was a propelling the story forward like when i think in double dragon 3 you finally got to play as marion okay and but that's around when the movie was made was when they did that kind of like in the super mario brothers movie that it came out not long after super mario 3 so we had yoshi yep get it all right that's that that makes sense i guess Mario world i think actually no you're right super mario world i know what you meant (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i think that's uh (laughs) It's okay. world, no, it's cool, man. I understand. No, that's I totally good. went to. Oh, I played that too this past week. Mario World, all the You're way just through. Playing all of all your, the levels, well, one hundred percent complete. That is not a like hard game days. to uh, to, to be to just dive into. You can just throw it into over a weekend. <laughs> throw it. Throw it in throw, over a weekend. Just, throw it into your Super Nintendo. <laughs> throw a game with your power glove. Just beat it with a fucking hammer. And uh, yeah, no, I, I I remember when the Super Nintendo came out. That was the game I started playing on Friday, and you, by Sunday I'd beat it. What would you say is the because I would probably say that Super Mario World is the best launch title that ever came with a system. And it's the well, last one. Either it's... that or Mario 64. Did 64 didn't come with the, the, the system, well, did it? Well, no, no game came with the system, but it was a launch title. It was either that or Pilot Wings gotcha. 64. Gotcha. I guess that what I'm referring to is a game that came with the system. Yeah. They stopped doing pack-ins after, the, after Super Nintendo. Which is really unfortunate. Like, Well, they did with the Wii U. Because you got like Wii Sports, yeah, but that's... which I'll tell you, that's the game I played more than anything else. Oh, sure, it's a great game, but it's more of like a demo piece yeah. for what the hardware can accomplish. Uh-huh. More than, than a game. They couldn't charge money for that game. That's why it came with the fucking system. I mean, you got Link's crossbow. Did you ever play that? This... If you bought the crossbow controller thing, it came with oh, Link's I crossbow. That came with that? No, it was rough, man. No. I, I I feel like the Wii is probably the most embarrassing system. <laughs> No. Not just embarrassing because of like the lineup, but embarrassing because of the hoops people went through to get one. That, oh, like, dude. that was when Nintendo started making their fucking hardware real scarce. For I bought some two when I could when I got a hold of them, knowing yeah. that I could like offload one to somebody else and cover the cost. Yeah. of my Wii. Wow, sounds weird. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Sounds, the, sounds perfect. The cost of my Wii. Um, shit, man. It it's disappointing to see. A movie like this. You always know how good a movie on, is. Sorry, when we, we go but, off on other we talk about the fucking video game that it's based on more than the actual film. Well, sorry, it's it's just it's upsetting because Double Dragon yes. is obviously the household name, and it shouldn't be hard for anybody who's like, yeah, but seriously, how do you make make a successful movie about a video game that's just about beating people up? Dead or alive. Any number of Jean-Claude Van Damme or Steven Seagal or, yes, any but, of those movies. But straight up dead or alive, which we've talked about on the podcast. That's right. Is, and it was unexpected. It was a that tournament. It was a good video game adaptation that was based on just fighting each the other. The story it was just of a the fighting game. game. Yeah, had all the different characters, all of their quirks. And what do you know? They're in a fucking tournament. And it was like super entertaining. Yeah. It, knew well what it, wanted, it knew what it wanted to be. It was well shot. It was funny. It was tongue-in-cheek. Agreed. While at the same time, if moment if a moment called for the characters to be serious, you still bought it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it and it didn't it wasn't jumping through hoops. It it wasn't it wasn't creating the impossible. It just knew what it wanted to be and didn't try to be anything different. Who uh who's better villain though? Eric Roberts from that or uh Robert Patrick from this? Man, I kind of put them on the same level cuz I thought <laughs> Eric Roberts was a little crummy. He was the weakest part. He was the weakest part yeah. and I thought I, I don't appreciate Robert Patrick oh, in this really? movie oh, as man, much as fun. you do. I thought it I I'm not sure, man. I think uh I think this was a 
this was a rough piece for Robert Patrick <laughs> to break out of his Terminator role. Because like before this, it was Terminator, mm-hmm. Wayne's World, where he basically played the Terminator. Yes, again. he did. That's right. And then I think this movie. I can't remember anything else he'd done before this. Yeah. And if this was going to be the movie where we actually showcase Robert Patrick as a personality, it, it fell flat for me. Yeah. Um, no surprise he always ended up playing the villain for the most part right? in all these films. He yeah. was in a movie called Copland with Stallone. Yeah. Uh, good performance. Everybody in that movie turns in a really good performance. He was in an episode of Lost recently. We were, we're re-watch, re-watching Lost. Oh, that's right. He uh, had a little connection with Sawyer's backstory. That's right. He's like the actual, well, he wasn't the actual Sawyer. I don't know. He Something was, in there. He was the grifter. He was the grifter that grifted That's Sawyer. That's exactly what it was. And where he kind of learned to be, mm-hmm. you know, who he is. Yeah, but he shows up it's in a, a good, menacing role. It's a good story. It's a really good story. Um, I, it, it's so it's so unforgettable, or, or it's so forgettable, rather. Mm. Uh, I wanted to say... Unforgivable. I, I wanted to say it's so forgettable, but I wanted to say also it was so... Um, un, uh, uh, Remarkable? Unimpressive. Mm-hmm. With the way that it kind of it put together like the special effects for the Abobo character, who looks nothing like what? how he looks in the game. No, I don't remember him being like a mutant. Like, was he a mutant in the no, game? No, he was just big. He was just a big, just burly a big dude. Guy. I just th- thought they would get like a, a rock type character to play that. I didn't. I, I never thought for once he like had a been rock, like rock genetic or Dwayne <laughs> Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Okay. Yeah. I never thought he was like a genetically modified henchman. No. Yeah, and then that was a side story. Like they have all these. Who is that basketball player, by the way, who shows up like halfway through? I have no idea. The zombie? Mummified basketball player. And doesn't player. he say, like, I'm back or... Yeah, exactly. Well, and I'm like, back who, from where? Who the fuck are you? Or are you a famous basketball player and you're saying a catchphrase I think so. that I don't remember? Although it seemed like his voice was dubbed over by somebody else. Yeah. I was like, is this... Bro, I don't know. Yao Ming? I have no... I don't know who it was. <laughs> I don't think it's Yao Ming. But he was tall like him, was, though. I don't think he was that tall. It's like Dirk Nowitzki. He wasn't that... What? He was a big guy, man. He wasn't that Go big. Go back and watch, yeah. Was he? Well, to be fair, Scott Wolf. Scott Wolf and like Alyssa Milano are not the tallest shit. people. In the They're world. all like the same. Did you height. buy that romance that they suddenly tried to cook up halfway man, through this movie? I didn't buy any of the romances, no. man. I didn't buy that. I didn't buy I didn't buy Satori. How do you get it wrong? How do you like how do you get this stuff wrong? When you're making a movie, like how do you take a because still, despite Super Mario Brothers, this was still an untapped genre. I feel like this... And, like, don't you want to put your best foot forward with movies like I this? think at this point they still didn't have faith that, like, people would want to go see a movie based on a video game with just the story that was supplied in the video game, or lack thereof. There's not a lot going on in Double Dragon, to be fair. The, the video game, anyway. This feels like a script, a completely different script that uh, some studio got a hold of, and we're like, hey, we also own the rights to the Double Dragon brand, what can we? How can we graft it onto this script? Yeah. and just make it work. Mm. That's what they tried to do. Tried. This is basically Escape from L.A. It, it, it is definitely. It was so weird watching this so so soon after yeah. Escape from L.A. Yeah. Like there are points where they're going down Hollywood Boulevard and it's flooded. And yeah, I was like same wow, shots and everything. Same shit. Mm-hmm. And this movie came out what? Like it came out probably so four years before Escape from L.A. That's right, because that didn't come out until 98 or something, right? So did fucking John Who's Carpenter ripping off who? rip off Double Dragon? Well, he he was one of the 2.3 million people who saw it that weekend. It was like, nobody else was going to know if I fucking ripped this show I, off. I had no idea this movie even saw an actual theatrical release. I didn't know this movie existed until you were like, next week we're doing Double Dragon. Wow. What, what are you talking about? Is a movie? Uh, this this movie I, I discovered... Um, there was there was a time not, not long after... Jay and I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. 
where we started um we started getting kind of obsessed with like watching bad like finding bad movies like the worst movies the worst movies we can find <laughs> uh but it was it was kind of an MST3K kind of inspired thing where we wanted to just the worst movies that seemed kind of like still within our interests like mm-hmm. if it was a video game movie Obviously, yeah. So, sure. Like, we went to, like, remember the the store Suncoast in the mall? Oh, I love Suncoast. So we would go to, like, Suncoast and just go through and look at their shelves and movies and, like, what the fuck is this? Or we'd go to Blockbuster and look at all the movies on the shelves and, like, holy shit, what is this fucking movie? And and we'd, we'd rent it uh, and, and take it home, popcorn, all this stuff, and just laugh, just make fucking fun of it. This was one of those movies. And I remember even then, this was one of those movies where we watched it and it was just, like, it's sad. This it is. It's super sad. There's nothing fun or funny about it. You well, would think that even being someone who loved Alyssa Milano, I'd be like, well, at least yeah. there's gonna be some eye candy in this no. movie. No, she's wearing mom jeans. It's such an ugly movie to look at. Yeah, uh, and and also just nothing compelling going on on the screen, character wise, story wise. It, it's it's a miss in every respect. Yeah. Um. So that said. Would you recommend Double Dragon? <laughs> Hell no, man. <laughs> I'm with the uh, 13% on Rotten Tomatoes score. Uh, I, is that really what the score is? <laughs> yes, it is. 13% with critics, uh, 26 with audiences, though. So you know. Wait a minute, but didn't we watch a movie that had a 0% rating, Heart Condition? Yeah, it was Heart Condition. Which one did you like oh, more, shit. this or Heart Condition? Oh, man, if you're going to force me. Yeah, I got, at least, yeah, this has more going for, going for it. Than Heart this, Condition This has, has production value. This has, like, some special effects. I would but Heart say... Condition has Denzel Washington screaming the N-word at Bob <laughs> Hoskins so loud that he has a heart attack. Uh, that, that is an enticing 90-second uh, <laughs> snippet. But uh, I don't know. I got to give it to Robert Patrick. Hamming yeah. it up. Okay. I enjoyed him in this film. I, I, you know what, though? That said, I think I still agree with you. I think Double Dragon had a little bit more going for mm-hmm. it. Uh, I guess the fight choreography wasn't horrible in that respect. Look, I'm going to say this. I would recommend this movie with an asterisk. I'd recommend sure. it if you're a video game fan and you're interested in seeing the evolution of video game movies, where we started yes. with Super Mario That's Brothers and history. Double Dragon, yeah. and now where we find ourselves with the movies like Rampage yeah. or even the Resident Evil franchise. Tomb Raider. Yeah. Uh, the Tomb Raider, the new or old ones, Dead or Alive. Mm-hmm. It's, it's interesting to see the journey that video game movies have gone through, and I think that Double Dragon is kind of an important step in that because you it's still so close to Super Mario Brothers, but it's a completely different kind of story, but you got to see what filmmakers, the box that filmmakers at the time were trying to put video game movies in. Exactly. Uh, so in that respect, just as a study, I would recommend it. <laughs> but if you're looking for something fun to watch, yes. no. It's kind of homework. The, stay the fuck away from this. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did Double Dragon do right? Uh, I got to give it to Robert Patrick, man. I think he's having a good time. I enjoyed his scenes. I enjoyed his, his special effects. I enjoyed him as that little shadow monster. Uh, you know, I talked about when he's choking out the guy earlier. Uh, also, like there's that one shot where he's escaping, uh-huh. and you see his shadow go across a bunch of things in the room. And he, the piano? He goes across the piano, and you bring, like those are nice little touches that yeah. s- somebody had some creativity and was like, all right, hey, that'd be fun, as long uh, as you're dealing with the shadow Someone monster. in post-production. <laughs> I, I, I totally think that that was an audio engineer. Oh, you don't think that, that they in. did the, the shadow over the piano, uh, and the director's like, let's do that, and then make a little piano sound. Maybe, maybe. Mm. Um, yeah, or some engineer got lucky. But uh, uh, yeah. I think some of the 
fight choreography is what this movie did right. It's, it's I, fine. It's not I bad. I think there's some decent. There's some. The thing is, it's not like, it's not like rapid fire where you had some decent set pieces, especially like that last part where Brandon Lee's fighting the guy, same dude that's in this movie. Uh, he plays one of the henchmen. Oh, really? But like Brandon Lee oh, fights yeah. that guy in the laundry with the fire up all around him, and it's this really cool like close-up like martial arts scene. Yeah. Like that's really cool. There's nothing quite like that. No. But it's passable. It's all pretty generic 80s. I even asked Jenna as we were watching, and I was like, okay, forget about Scott Wolf. Uh, and the soundtrack. What what year do you think this movie came out? Right. And she was pegging it like early, like ninety ninety one. Wow. I was like, yeah, it feels like an eighties movie. Probably when it was made, though. Uh, you might be right. Here's a weird thing I just thought of. Mm. So Scott Wolf was on Party of Five. Mm-hmm. So it was Matthew Fox. Ooh. Wolf, Fox, animals. Oh yeah, that's weird. It, it, Is that it, not weird to you? Well, you know, it was weird, but I remember thinking that it was weird. I guess back when that show came out, I yeah. was like, I guess they're only hiring actors with, with animals animal in their names. names. Yeah, uh, but I hadn't thought about it. I'm since sorry. Then. I'm sorry no, for stopping. Thank you for down bringing it up because I, it, it had been so commonplace that I didn't even uh, I didn't even question Michael, it. Michael again. J. Fox, <laughs> who was in an '80s sitcom around the same time Alyssa Milano yeah. was in an '80s sitcom. He kind of <laughs> really has, trying to stretch. He, this. Uh, Scott Wolf kind of has a Marty McFly feel too. Yeah, he's got like the flannel. Shirt, uh-huh. loose flannel shirt. Definitely, you you got the feeling that he wasn't probably in as good a shape as Mark Dacascos was. <laughs> well, yeah, so clearly one him... of these is the comic relief. Yeah, and yeah. one of them is the action star, Mark Dacascos. Uh, all right, so Who's I guess cuisine reigns supreme. I guess it's some of the uh, some of the choreography. Yeah, just to come back to it, that's what I thought this movie did right. What did it do wrong? Oh, let me pull up my oh, notes oh, here. <laughs> A little um, dissertation. There's a no. There's a lot of shit that's wrong in with this 1976. Film. <laughs> it all began. <laughs> the Godfather. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pin a point on a Bobo though, because he's got a silly name. Also, they took a lot of liberties. Bo a Bobo. Yeah, Bo a Bobo. Uh, took a lot. Also, hearing that name come out of Alyssa Milano's mouth just kind of made me laugh, cringe every time. Well, she was the dude really... that he hung around with who was always like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The guy who gets his eye poked out later yeah, on. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. His reaction know. getting his eye poked out was really, like, tame. <laughs> and then uh, there's that big black guy who, like, comforts him. He's like, cry on my shoulder, cry on my shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was odd. But yeah, Bobo, 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 Bobo. That's like uh, Bob Laws. <laughs> Bobo, Bobo Beggins. Bob Laws, Loblog. <laughs> From, uh, Rob Loblaws? There you go. <laughs> Rob Loblaws, Loblog. Uh, Bobo, Bobo. I can't even say that. Um, That character, I don't know why they made him like a genetically modified henchman. I don't know why that horrible makeup is awful. Like they spent tons of money on that effect. For what reason? There's a scene where Alyssa Milano is force feeding him spinach. Spinach. And like that's torture for him. I guess it's supposed to like detox him. And then he kind of comes around at the end and pulls the sloth. He's the toad of this movie. Or toad. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. And then at um, the end, he's like, can I drive? Yeah. It's like, this character is like from another movie, um, and a lot of effort put towards that character, and just fails on every front for me. Yeah. So, Bo 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 is what it did bad. Uh, I think just the story. <laughs> I think that, yeah. I, I honestly, I just, I feel like not taking time to try to make the source material fit into the entire film. Yeah. Like, I give you credit for taking some of the stuff from the source material that I thought would have been the most difficult to adapt. And putting it in the movie, like, you know, Billy and Jimmy fighting each other, making that make sense in the context of the film. Very surprising that they did that. But then, like, the fact that they couldn't get the rest of it right was upsetting and disappointing to me. So I think um, what Double Dragon did wrong was Double Dragon. 
<laughs> That's absolutely what it did wrong. If we were going to remake Double Dragon sure. today, uh, how would we do that? Joe? I recast six of the main see, characters. One, two, three, four, I almost five. did Boa Bobo. But I did seven. Did you do Boa Bobo? I did Boa Bobo. But, but that actor is in barely a tenth of the film. It's two actors. and Yeah, and then the other yeah. guy who's in makeup is the actual Bobo Bobo that we know and love. Yeah. Love. Guy. I love that. <laughs> love. Uh, so I, I did love, not love. do it. Well, who's your Bobo Bobo? My Bobo Bobo would be played by Woody Harrelson. Uh, all right. Okay. I like yeah. that. I like that. He would be both regular Boa Bobo and to. also yeah. CGI'd Boa Bobo. That's probably a better way. He's just doing the voice. He just voice it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and like obviously this Boa Bobo then would be like 10, <laughs> 10, 11 feet tall. Drinking game. Every time you hear us say the name Boa Bobo. Boa Bobo. Boa Bobo. Oh, Gwildor. <laughs> okay. The so original who, drinking game. Who you got on the uh, the, uh, the low person? Linda so Lash. Linda Lash. With her whip. I don't know if I want to do this one yet because it's going to force me to give up my theme. Oh, you got a theme going yeah. on? Let me run through mine then real quick okay, and you can hear your theme. Belinda Lash, which by the way, that actress is horrible. Uh-huh. We, we haven't talked enough about her awfulness in this film. Oh, she's she's terrible. Like she, she's. But the thing is, I don't blame her. Like she's obviously not an actress. Like right. I didn't I didn't look at her IMDb page. Maybe she's done a bunch of TV Let's or something. Find out. Uh, but she didn't strike me as an actress. She struck me as like a model. What they wanted was a very attractive woman. Yes. Uh, and that was it. They didn't want to worry about. But acting. it's like, is she is she mean? Is she is she smiling through most of her scenes? But we're supposed to be. She, she's supposed to be a bad guy, but she doesn't look like a bad guy. No, Christina Wagner, or Wagner. <laughs> Wagner. Uh, she was in General Hospital, of course. There you go, Felicia Jones. Felicia Jones. Oh, I know Felicia Jones. <laughs> Uh, Double Dragon is what she's second billed for. So yeah. there you go. What else is, has she done? Anything since uh, Double Dragon? A lo- no, no. Uh, <laughs> she was on General Hospital from 1983 to 2019. Oh, okay, yeah. There you go. There you go. That has been her career. Soap opera actress feels about right. And you know what? I would be interested to see if this director did any work on General Hospital. Oh, and is the reason why she got that gig married? Perhaps. Well, no, I don't think they're married to each other because he's okay. married to Julia Nixon. Oh, okay. From Rambo, First Blood Part 2. Polygamist, perhaps? <laughs> Maybe. My Linda Lash. God only knows what I'd be without you. <laughs> My Linda Lash is uh, Margot Robbie. Oh, very good. Mm-hmm. Did you see she's trying to remake Tank Girl? I did see that. I'm not, I'm not too thrilled that. with that. I'm not behind it. I mean, I feel like uh, she'll do I'm a like, good job because she's great. You got Harley Quinn, and you you ruined that. that oh, so don't ruin Tank Girl. Did you see the There's trailer? There's so many other... Bi- no, Birds, of, Birds Prey. of Prey. I can't bring myself to watch it yet, because mm. I'm a big fan of the Birds of Prey book, yep. and it's got... Birds of Prey has nothing to do with Harley Quinn. Birds of Prey is all about the superhero group that Barbara Gordon puts together after she becomes Oracle, after she's been she's paralyzed. She's not a part of that? She's been paralyzed, and it's Black Canary... And Huntress and Oracle, like that's where it started. Then they started kind of bringing on other female heroes in the oh, DC universe. She was never part of it. Huh? But Harley Quinn, at least up to the point where I stopped reading, she was still a bad guy. She was never a part of it. Still with the Joker. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. Uh, oh, you didn't see it chapter two in theaters, did you? I did not. Oh, that's too bad because uh, they did a little psych out at the beginning. If you see it in theaters, you think the movie's starting. They have the the is it Warner Brothers the logo? balloons and the stuff. Warner Brothers logo come up, and you see the two balloons rising, uh-huh. and then you see the DC Comics logo come up, and a balloon comes center screen, and then it pops, and it's Harley Quinn behind there, oh, and God. she says, uh, "I'm kind of over clowns." <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. And then cut the... Oh, come so on. That was kind of clever. Please I appreciate stop. what they were trying to do. And I appreciate Margot Robbie as Linda Lash. Okay. Here we go. Satori Imada. 
who we haven't really talked about her uh, character much because she dies early and then comes back as a force ghost at the uh-huh. end <laughs> in a horrible special effect. Hi. That looked like it was done <laughs> like Max Hedrum. on a video toaster <laughs> from like circa 1998. Yes. Billy, Jimmy, <laughs> now that you've gotten the medallions yes. and put them together, and like the medallions do what? Like when you put them together, it just it gives you this cool costume. It gives you like yeah, even though they're. Ugly costumes. They they're give really you a costume. like boxy. Yeah, and, uh, they look like Power Rangers. Boxy costumes. brown. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Satori Amada. Yeah, hard to believe. Uh, she was married to the director. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag nepotism. Uh, I got Palm. Uh, see if I can. Clementif. There you go. Thank From you very Guardians much. Guardians of the Galaxy. She is. Uh, what is her character's name? She's uh, Mantis. Mantis. There you yeah. go. I want to say Wasp. But I love her. Different character. Mantis. She's so good. She could do that role, right? Yeah. Marion. Marion Delario. How about Billy Lord? I'm, uh, I'm oh, warm- I like that. I'm warming up on Billy Lord. I like that. Yeah, dude. Oh, uh, Booksmart. Booksmart. She's fantastic. Everybody's Booksmart. fantastic in Booksmart. Booksmart is a great film. Please. I hate that because uh, I'm not the biggest uh, Olivia, not Olivia Wilde. Is Olivia Wilde? What? I'm not. The, I'm not. I'm not the Why biggest not? Olivia Wilde fan. She's fantastic. She did this movie called The Lazarus Project. She's done some that bad was stuff. Really fucking horrible. And she like for some called... reason, like it was so bad, I was I was out on her after that. I was like, this yeah. is so fucking I'm done with this. She she's always good in the films that she's in. I liked her in Tron Legacy though. Tron Legacy, she's good. Um uh her. She has a nice little uh, uh her? In her. Who? Who? <laughs> her. Uh and uh, so yeah, Billy Lord as okay. Marianne Delario. Koga Shuko. Uh our who, bad guy. Who is uh yeah, Robert the, Patrick. Robert Patrick. So what was that? like was he I'm sorry. It it. just brings up other questions. Was he, like, being possessed by, like, the shadow demon? And that's what's going on. Like, Robert Patrick was actually a person and then was possessed by a shadow demon. That would make sense. And that's what he became at the end when he had both parts of the medallion. Mm -hmm. He became that and was able to double himself. Yeah, because he has no other mystical powers. Like, they're not explained why he has them anyway. So, that's it. Your explanation is as good as anything else in <laughs> Thanks. this movie. All right, cool. Koga Shuko. How about another Robert? How about a Robert Downey Jr.? Oh. He's already got the goatee. Make sure him with the, uh, the frosted tips. You hear he's coming back for the Black Widow movie? Uh, well, I guess they can do that. Yeah. Can't they? Because yeah. it's a prequel. It's supposed to take place earlier. All right, that makes sense. Did you also, They're going to have to de-age him. <laughs> did you also hear about... Well, dude, they de-aged him for Civil War. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I know, Civil but it, it was like he was supposed to be a younger version. Now I'm just saying they're going to have to de-age him because... <laughs> The coke, the cocaine it's been, is. It's been, it's been a long time catching up to him. Yeah. Uh, no, did you see? I read this article about how um, so Sony oh, God. is looking to like. I guess I, Apple's looking to acquire some properties for their streaming services and stuff. Oh no, they're desperate, and they're looking to pick up Sony. And Why not? Well, here's the thing. Apparently, there's a clause in the contract that if Sony merges, mm-hmm. the rights to Spider-Man revert to Marvel Disney. Oh, yeah. That would be. Please, Apple, purchase Sony so we can get some good Spider Man movies back. I'll shoot you the I don't article. Know what they're thinking. I don't know. If they, do they think they're going to. They think audiences are going to um, just throw money for a, for a fourth Spider Man uh, actor or in, something? In, in two decades? I don't know. Like, you think we don't know? You think. And. How are you going to get better than Tom Holland and the Marvel films? Bro, I don't know, man. Like, I, all they're going to do, they're going to, they're fucking, they're shooting themselves. There's too much money. I think for both sides, there's too much money to be left on the table for them not to come to a deal. And I've, I've heard both sides. I've heard, like, you know, that's, uh, that, that Sony's actually just trying to protect what they're going to be getting. That I get it. Disney wants more sure. of the pie. And Sony's already getting so little of it that, like, all the marketing, like the merchandising and stuff, yeah. Disney gets 100% of that. 
and then Disney gets to cut into the profits of this or that or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I get it. And now Disney's like, we want more. So I understand. I kind of get, get it. it. Like where Sony's like, well, no, we don't want to give you more. You're already taking enough. Uh, and Disney's like, oh, I just wish both parties could just be like, you know what? We're have we got a good thing. We're yeah. each making a good amount of money on this. Seem to work less just let's just keep it the way it is. I know. And then you've got fucking Stan Lee's evil fucking daughter who's like, <laughs> fuck Disney Marvel. I know I because heard they've been that. so disrespectful to me after my <sighs> father died. Whatever. Not one person from Disney Marvel reached out to me to yeah, show I, their respects. I'm like what a narcissist. I'm like, bitch, yeah. you bled Who your fucking you? father to death. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. All right. So who's next on your list? <laughs> Jimmy Lee and Billy Lee. Uh, how about uh, for Jimmy Lee? How about Dev Patel? Love that. Uh, and uh, Billy oh, Lee. I love that. How about Zach Efron? How about okay. the two of them? I'm not even going to pretend that they're brothers. Maybe they're stepbrothers. Maybe they're uh, brothers from other mothers. Well, you know, that's something that we've got that's a little similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, because what I did, mm-hmm. Joel, is uh, I took the cast of Solo, a Star Wars story, Ooh. and decided to recast everyone in this movie right. as with these people. Let's see how so this plays out. obviously directed by Ron Howard. Nice. Oh, uh, uh, my director, Tim Miller, by the way. Oh, Deadpool's that's, Love it. And the new Terminators, uh, Tim Miller, which, which I'm excited about. Which is like 99% of the reason why I'm like on board for the new Terminator. Between that and James Cameron and what's her name coming back? Yeah, Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton. There you uh, go. That's what I meant. So my Linda Lash is an actress named Erin Kellyman. Who she played? Do you remember like the uh, the group that kept trying to like stop Woody Harrelson from getting like the the unrefined oh, yeah. whatever the hell it's yeah. called? She's the lead, the redhead. Got it. The, yeah, the, she's great. Yeah, so she would be my Linda Lash. I like that. Satori Imada, played by Thandie Newton. Oh, I forgot she was in that. There, there you is. go. Uh, Bo Abobo, I already said, played by Woody Harrelson. <laughs> yeah. My Kogashuko, played by Paul Bettany. Oh, oh, he'd be great. Mm-hmm. The good villain role for him. Marion Delario, Amelia Clark, obviously. Of course. And then Billy and Jimmy Lee. <laughs> I don't care who's who. Would be Alden Ehrenreich and Donald Glover. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> hey, man, they had good chemistry. Yeah, they did. Which one's the funny one? Uh, it would probably be Donald Glover. I think you're right. Yeah, so uh, there like you go. It. That's my recasting. That's if awesome. You have thoughts on how you would recast Double Dragon? If, if you're one of the 12 people... Uh, who may have seen this movie that listens to this podcast, mm-hmm. uh, let us know what you thought about the movie, if there's anything that you would have uh, uh, changed, uh, either with our recasting or, you know, just if you disagree, agree with our opinions when it comes to this movie. Let us know about it. Go to facebook.com slash editingbay uh, or in the search bar, put in the editing bay. Find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that, and that's where you can talk back to us and let us know what you think about the movie. Uh, and if you got ideas for movies in the future, that we could talk about. Go ahead and put your suggestions there. We've also got a website, right, Joe? We sure do. It is not the Editing Bay. It's not Edit Bay. It's EditingBay.com. Please go there and bookmark it. Anytime you need to find anything about our little humble podcast here, you're going to find it there on EditingBay.com. You're going to find links to our aforementioned uh, Facebook page, yeah. all of our social networks, including mm-hmm. that. EditingBay.com, uh, Twitter handle, at the Editing Bay. Please follow us there. You'll always be the first to know what movies we're doing next. And uh, maybe a little, little, little things I like to tweet out now and then. A little uh, clips, maybe, of... Uh, uh, children yelling about pancakes. Maybe you'll see oh. that on uh, at uh, the editing bay. Uh, also, you can uh, hear us now on Spotify. If you don't want to subscribe because you hate iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever they're calling it now, you want to support Spotify. Uh, you will find our podcast there. Uh, all that and more on editingbay.com. Guys, leave us a rating and a review, please, on your podcasting app. Would really appreciate that. Five star rating, obviously preferred, and then review. Put down what you like about the show, even if you have criticism. Go ahead and let us know where you think we could improve. Just make it five-star criticism. If you leave a review that's less than five stars, 
you're a dick, uh, and uh, you probably shouldn't. I'm insulting listen. our audience, Joe. I'm not. Only if they leave us a, a like less than five star review. Yeah, good point. Fuck in em. which case, I don't want them to be our audience. That's right. You're banned. But please don't don't stop listening. No, no. We we really we love. We you. need we need all sorry, we, four thousand listeners. Baby, I I didn't mean that. I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> I, I didn't mean it. <laughs> Ike loves Tina. Roll it, roll it, roll it. Yeah, it's funny to make fun of um, you know, domestic, domestic violence. violence yeah. uh, all right, so what <laughs> Next are we going to do? Mike Tyson's punch out. <laughs> you remember that com- the the commercial where Mike Tyson's sitting in a chair and playing, he's like, the playing the game? The yeah. game. Yeah, that's back in the Good day, times. man. Hey, you know what? We played Mike Tyson's on the Nintendo. You could be Mike Tyson. I'll be the white guy. Listen to our heart condition episode from two weeks ago. Or don't. No, just, just don't. Just don't. Just if don't. you are thinking of listening to that episode, don't. Don't. Uh, what are we going to do next week? Well, uh, next week, uh, unfortunately, as I mentioned earlier, I'm going to be in Chicago. You've got your big show coming up that's opening, and I know you've got Hell yes, Week. That's right. The so, Werewolf um, of London the at the Pocket of Sandwich Theater. Unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Why don't you plug that a little bit first? No. Okay, cool. Thank you. Uh, Werewolf of London at the Pocket Sandwich Theater. It's opening on the 20s. Well, we've got a preview on the 26th. Mm. Opens officially on the 27th, mm. uh, and we run through November 13th, I think. Wow. It's one of those. It's one of the teens in November. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and just go to pocketsandwich.com for all the information on the show and how you can buy tickets. And uh, and we'll see you at the theater. At the theater. Uh, but before that, yeah, so you've got Hell Week coming up. I'm going to be out of town. So the chances of us having a new episode are, are nil to none, unfortunately, for next week. Uh, we may run a rerun. It's the best Bond movie title. Nil to none. Nil to none. No time. It's where he has to go undercover as a nun. <laughs> Uh, chances are no. These villains that. have a bad habit. <laughs> there you of go. Pissing off James Bond. <laughs> you did it. You did it, folks. Um, so uh, yeah, maybe run a rerun, uh, or maybe we'll just try to get a jump on our next new episode. Uh, so by the time we're back in the uh, in our little hot seats here, Wait, so you don't know what we're gonna what the next new oh, one's gonna be. Oh, I do. I do. You have a movie picked out? I sure do. Can you? I want to know because by the time we record, we'll be uh, quickly approaching the release of Joker. The Joaquin Smoker. Phoenix Midnight, Midnight Toker. Toker. That's right. Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Getting good reviews, right? <laughs> say it like that. Jo- Joaquin Well, Phoenix. it's starting to get some negative ones, too. Oh, there's always going to be. Why? It, I, okay, so oh, a lot of the... <laughs> oh. <laughs> so next week we'll be doing... Fucking open up the fucking floodgates here. Joe's got another fucking story. No, I want to know. You know. That's not for you. That's for like... Because I'm, I'm guessing it's manufactured backlash. Well, it's a little bit of backlash based on like kind of the character and how it promotes a uh, a bit of a like a stalkery, uh, like you know that whole condition about like the the guy who who knows he's like he thinks he's the nice guy mm-hmm. and is friends with the girl that he wants to be with. Yeah, and he really like he pushes down, he like crams it down her throat. Like, yeah, I'm just a nice guy. Nice guy's finished. And you realize, like, oh, you're not really the nice guy. No, yeah. And that's, you're bitter. It's kind of a little bit of that going on with this movie, with the Joker okay. character. Yeah, well, That he's kind of motivated. By, but that it, it feels like it's giving these people license to kind of be, like, like we're giving them a champion oh. now. We're giving no, them a no, character. No, he's not a hero. The Joker is not. The Bro, Joker is a look, villain. I understand that. You understand. Yeah, so manufactured backlash. But there are a lot of fucking people right. who are not as well adjusted as us. Well, for the rest of us. don't get that shit. Well, scary. For the rest of us uh, who will enjoy this film, um, we were talking about like, oh, we should we should do a Batman movie. We should do oh, something leading up to it. such a perfect day. Yeah, watch that trailer that uh, Joe put together. <laughs> Dude, I can't, seriously, uh, go to our Facebook page. Joe recut that trailer using a much better song, I think. Yeah, well, and, uh, but it's still not done. It's well done. It's what do you mean it's, it's not done? It's you not already done, published it. it. It's out there. But it's not done. It's just, I just put... 
put out like this Joe, is a work in progress. Joe, a good artist I never actually finished. It's merely I, I asked you for help, <laughs> and you were like, I, "Yeah, it's good." No, you, you should do that. I okay. think that's a good idea. All right, whatever. you should do that. Uh, so anyway, wanted to do a Batman film or something in that Batman universe. We're like, okay, well, let's do something that has a Joker in it. Should we do Dark Knight? Should we do uh, the 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 uh, Jack Nicholson one? Unfortunately, we did Steel already. <laughs> One of the best comic book adaptations. <laughs> the best DC movies. Right. Uh, but uh, you were like, no, no, we should do one of the Joker. Uh, what other Joker movies are there? And I was like, well, we, was, there was a Joker that came out in a movie a couple years ago. Called the Lego Batman that movie. That people did not enjoy. Oh. Uh, and uh, Jared Leto's got a lot of shit for uh, his portrayal of, of that beloved character. Me and since we were just down. talking about Birds of Prey coming bury out. Me, the next uh, Harley Quinn uh, film. Figured it's time to go back and uh, dissect that first one. No idea what you're singing right now. You don't. You don't know. No idea what that is. No. Oh, okay. What does it have to do with the suicide? Jared Leto's band. Oh, my bad for not knowing that. You don't know that shit. No. I know Dog Star. Keanu's oh, yeah, Keanu band. Reeves' band. There you go. I saw them live once. Did you really? Yeah. What the fuck is Jared Leto's band? 30 Suicide Seconds to Mars. Squad. Oh, that's what it is. 30 yeah. Seconds to Mars. Suicide Squad, uh, the next new episode on the Editing Bay a Podcast. Oh, nice. There okay, cool. Well, guys, uh, I, I can't think shit of up. anything else. That, Good. Well, I, was, I was trying to bring up the, 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 uh, the hey, 30 we got Seconds time. to Mars sure, song. Yeah. No, please. But uh, yeah. no, okay, no, it's cool. I'll put it's it cool. in. I'll put it in the Are end. you going to throw it in there? Sure. You find All the right. song? We'll, uh, we'll go out to uh, 30 Seconds of March. Awesome. That sounds good. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, Jeff, thank you very much, buddy. Uh, jo- uh, Joel, that's your name. That's my name. <laughs> I almost called you Jeff. Too. John? <laughs> Jasper? Pleasure. Always, always a pleasure. Pleasure on mine. Hey. <laughs> i got to think about <laughs> Every time you have to think. You're like, we, haven't, we haven't harnessed our double uh, dragon. There you go. We did it. Okay, you do it. Throw it at me. Throw it at me. Throw it at me. Yeah. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Thanks. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.